Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. This week, I'd like to talk a bit about self-managed super funds. Some of you may have an existing self-managed super fund, or you may be thinking about setting up one. Now, you may or may not be aware that we actually establish self-managed super funds for our clients. We have someone in-house who can talk to you about that. His name's Colin Owens, and you're welcome to give him a call and pick his brain at any time. The office number is 0392909999. Now, when setting up a self-managed super fund, the first thing to think about is whether doing so is actually right for you. You really have to understand what your goals are, why you're wanting to set up a self-managed super fund, whether you have enough or sufficient funds to do so in the first place, and also to be able to understand what your your risk level is or the level of risk you're willing to take and therefore the types of assets you may decide to invest in in your super fund. Because as a super fund trustee, you've got to set the strategy for your super fund and determine what type of investments the super fund will invest in. Now, some people decide to invest in a number of different assets, so they don't want to limit their self-managed super fund. You you may decide to set a range um, in terms of percentage for the weighting for each investment so that you're not fixed in into a, a locked in into a certain percentage for each investment area. So it may mean, uh, in, in the case of keeping it really simple, if you just want shares and cash, which a lot of people do, it may mean that you have a range over which you, know, you can hold shares and a range over which you can hold the weighting for cash. Some investors like to invest in property and there was a lot of discussion and concern about whether self-managed super funds should be able to hold property and and people can do this. And there was also concern about whether that was going to cause some problem with the property market. However, there's a very small percentage of um, funds in superannuation that hold direct investments in direct property. What's fascinating about self-managed super funds, even now, sometime way after the GFC, around 30% of all cash that's estimated in self-managed super funds is still held in cash investments rather than in equity investments, which indicates that people are still a little bit fearful about the share market. I guess from my perspective, anyone managing their own self-managed super fund should really have some knowledge or education in the area that they're wanting to invest in or employ somebody who has that knowledge and can manage the shares or whatever type of investment it is that they're they're looking to invest in. Whether you decide to invest in shares and cash, it's important to have some diversification in terms of the types of shares that you invest in or the sectors that you invest in. So therefore, you really need a well-rounded knowledge of what's happening in the market, being able to read the charts, will allow you to do that and see what's happening in the sectors and then to also drill down to choose the shares or those shares that are likely to perform the best in those sectors. Of course, if you're learning to trade the share market and wanting your ultimate goal is to be able to manage your own self-managed super fund, then there's got to be a plan behind doing this and transitioning to that point. Because obviously on day one, when you come out from the course, you can trade and buy and sell shares. But 
You need to get that experience in the marketplace and test your psychology before you um, decide to to trade shares in your self-managed super fund. It may be that you started earlier and as you were going through the course, you were actually trading while you were learning. And so you would have a bit of a head start on people who chose to wait until the end of the course to do that. Of course, we can support you all the way through that and we can assist you by managing some of that money in your self-managed super fund through our direct equity managed account service. Some students choose to put funds with us and then take the money out once they're experienced. Some people decide that it's good to have a foot in both camps and to have a fund manager as well as to be managing some of the money themselves um, because they might want a slightly different strategy and diversify away from the strategy that we're using here. The strategy we use is quite conservative and some traders want to be a little bit more aggressive in their approach, which is fine. Having that balance is quite good. Having your assets spread into different areas can be good from the point of view that um, it depends on where your focus is and whether you've got the time to focus on certain areas because life can get busy and you may um, at some point find that it's a real challenge to keep up with uh, your investments in your self-managed super fund. So you need to be able to have an alternative um, or an avenue to go down if that happens. There are actually courses that specifically relate to self-managed super funds that trustees can undertake. As I said before, it's really important to understand whether you've got sufficient funds to be able to start up a self-managed super fund before you do, because the cost of running the fund is obviously an important consideration to be making when you're considering setting up a self-managed super fund. There is a varied opinion over what is the minimum balance required and it seems to keep rising, I find, um, and the more I read um, that's the case. Now, I know that for some time that it's been said in the industry that around 200000 is a reasonable level to start out with a self-managed super fund, but some people in the industry believe it's half a million dollars is what you need to get started. The great thing about setting up a self-managed super fund is that it gives you more control over your investments, but it's important to remember that you need to have the time to allocate because you have certain responsibilities as a trustee of your self-managed super fund and you need to understand those really well. The ATO website is a good place to look if you need to do more research. Just remember, take your time when you're making the decision and plan it out well and always have um, a good idea in your mind as to where you want to go moving forward with your self-managed super fund and set some goals for what you want to achieve with your self-managed super fund. At some point you may decide to consider borrowing in um, your self-managed super fund to invest in property. I was talking to a gentleman the other day who mentioned that he'd purchased a property in his self-managed super fund and he purchased it outright with the capital in his super fund and then thought later that he may like to purchase another property but then found that he was unable to borrow for the second property and use the equity in the first property to do that because the tax office uh, didn't approve of that process. So this is why you need to really do your research before you start investing to make sure that you have a plan in place and, and know which way you want to go and make sure the, the cash is going to be there for the different types of investments that you want to get involved in. There's also insurance um, that you need to consider when you set up a self-managed super fund. Um, we can assist you with that if you're wanting to set up a self-managed super fund with us. There's also the tax planning and the auditing that's involved in setting up your self-managed super fund. This is where the fees come into it. So that's something that's um, important to understand and consider when you're looking at doing this. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. I hope you've enjoyed my discussion today. Until next time, bye for now.
Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.